So if you can see one light, like if you can see one candle, then that to me is so much hope. It's like, oh my God, look at that. Like you're telling me it's dark. Like look at that one little sparkle of light is all I need. Hey, hey, welcome to the Up and Becoming podcast, a space for inspiring and empowering conversations for the dreamers, creators, and self-starters. I'm Kurt Bingham, your host, and it's so good to have you here. Today, you're in for a treat because I was just gobsmacked by this conversation. The person I'm interviewing is someone that really inspires me. His name is Jai Long. He's an entrepreneur, educator, and photographer. We talk about mindsets, um, facing adversity, and honestly, how to change your life, how to pursue your dreams, and reach for the things that you don't think you're capable of because you are. So enjoy. Hey, hey. Hey, mate. How are you doing? Good, Kurt. It's good to be on your show, mate. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. I guess, um, Jai, you, you haven't always been a creative, would you say? Or um, has that been something in the past um, like little bit or like past 10 years no i would say i was always a creative so like grow, growing up i always played guitar um art was my best subject at school um my grandfather was an artist my great-grandfather is a photographer so it's not something that i pursued as a job forever but it's definitely something that yeah i do forever that's awesome and um i guess when you're a little what what did you want to become there was a few different jobs I wanted to become. Um, one was an architect. I just loved drawing houses and I'd always draw houses. Um, I wanted to become an airline pilot and I wanted to be a radio station DJ. So kind of like on Triple J <laughs> or something like that. Like they were the three big things that I was like, if I grew up and I'd become one of those, that'd be really cool. That's awesome. I feel like you're you're already doing a few of those in a way because... One, you just bought a... Well, when did you buy that piece of land? Um, oh, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. Yes, totally. So you get to be an architect now, kind of. <laughs> totally. I'm still drawing pictures of houses, so it is really cool. And I did go to get my airline license, so I have been flying around and um, I've got my log books and I've been going towards my license for that. And the triple j thing that never happened but i do have a podcast and hey. i guess as the world evolves like so does media and so does opportunities so i am pursuing my passions i guess yeah that's actually that's so cool and um how is the how is the property going how is that um yeah so i bought a property up near byron bay in australia and um it's a, that's been a lifelong dream for me and yeah i think it's it's big because I'm not up there and I'm stuck in Melbourne. So I can't go up there and even, I haven't even seen the property. Um, wow. So I want to go up and I want to check it out and get started working on it. But, you know, things happen and now I'm just doing it off site. So I've actually got a few other properties and it's funny because every property I have bought, I didn't see the properties before I bought them, which is really interesting. <laughs> Who are you putting your trust in to find the properties for you? Uh, basically I know the areas anyway, and I put the trust into my mathematics and just working out what the numbers are on paper before I get emotionally attached to the actual property. And then that kind of comes second to make sure that it's like a good investment. And then I work on like, you know, is it a good location? Will it work well? Will it, um, appreciate and value going forward and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. That's well, I, I think and one of the biggest dreams I have is to have like a beach shack um, along the coast one day. So I didn't know that you had several properties. So that's um, that's actually in, that's insane. Is there, there a go. particular um, is there a particular thing in this this house environment that you're really looking forward to building? Like when, um, you, dream, yeah. when you dream of it, when you see it in your mind. Totally. I um, I'm buying an old Queenslander house from Brisbane. And it's coming down on, on trucks. So two trucks are bringing it down. And we are piecing it back together. And then I'm building like 
So that's going to be like a hundred-year-old house at the front, and then we're going to make a ultra-modern um, section at the back. Where so it's it's like you're living in heritage, and I think that's going to be really cool, especially with the beach fires. But then you still got the comfort of a, like a nice kitchen and a nice bathroom, and things like that. So I'm really excited to work with my architect and kind of smash the two different styles together and see what happens and see if it turns out. Oh my gosh, that's wow! That is amazing. So man. I'll, uh, I can't wait to come see it one day. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> totally. Who knew? I didn't even know that they could bring houses on trailers to other locations. So, I know, man. I always do things that is harder and not normal. So, yes. why not? Why not with my own house? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, and I guess for the the people that don't know you, Jai, like today you're known as uh, a wedding photographer, photographer, entrepreneur educator you've spoken um i would like i guess across the world on um on creativity and and photography um and that that always wasn't the case uh where did that all begin like when did you pick up a camera um i know a little bit about your story just with you going to america and just dropping pretty much everything to shoot weddings uh could you tell us a little bit about that yeah totally um it all sort of started, I was always into music and I played a lot of music and I used to go and play gigs up around Brisbane with my wife and um, I had a cafe and I used to play gigs there and I'd always be cruising around with my guitar and playing a lot of music. And one of my good friends, well actually two of my good friends growing up were photographers. Um, they just obsessed over photography and they'd take lots of photos and I didn't understand what the obsession was. And one of my good friends... He would take photos and then I'd always critique his photo and tell him how he could have taken it better. <laughs> and one day he kind of, um, he said to me like, well, if you can do it so much better, then why don't you do photography? And then from there, I actually bought his camera. Um, so he upgraded and I bought his camera and it was just some crappy camera. And I was on my way out to the mines in Western Australia. So I didn't, I had so much, um, I had so much time because I didn't know anyone over there so I remember I landed and we went and stayed at our accommodation which was very derelict and then I was working on a community hospital in this mining town and every afternoon I would get the work truck and then I'd go down to the coast and I'd take this old camera with me and I'll just take photos of waves and I'll take photos of crabs and whatever whatever was happening and that went on for about six months um but I started making some more money as well. And then I decided to buy a new lens and I decided to buy a new camera. And I was just practicing, practicing like every afternoon. I didn't want to tell all my workmates what I was doing because, you know, everyone basically went straight to the pub and then they'll get blind drunk till like one in the morning and then it'll repeat, you know, every single day. Yeah. And I did that for about a week and I just wasn't that excited about it. So, yeah, I found my passion there for photography and I started a blog and the blog was called Free the Bird. And this blog, basically, I um, I called it Free the Bird because I didn't want all my tradie friends to know that I was doing photography and I was publishing all this stuff. And I started an Instagram account. And my work got more and more traction just over time. And then one day, um, I opened up my emails. And I had about a 1,000 emails. And I thought maybe I got hacked or something. But what happened was... WordPress, where my blog was hosted, actually featured my blog on their home page. So, I was like the weekly feature and it just blew up my photography because wow. people were asking if they could buy my photography or if they can hire me and, you know, so on. And so, I actually sold some photos and then people asked me if I could shoot their wedding. I've never been to a wedding before, but I said, yeah, <laughs> like, let's do it. Um, then I came back over to the East Coast and I moved to Melbourne and I was running a big electrical job there. And I was really just kept thinking about like photography. I was like, man, I don't really care about making money. Like I just want to do photography and I think that will be the most amazing thing. So I decided one day that I was just going to quit my job. Um, and to do that, before I quit my job, I wanted to buy some houses because I didn't want to quit my job and not be able to buy a house. <laughs> just casually. Just wanted to buy yeah. some houses. <laughs> so um, I was making really good money. So I went into the bank and I borrowed a million dollars and then I went and bought two houses in Melbourne. And then the next week I quit my job and I had no, no safety net. Um, all of a sudden, 
you know, no income because Lilu, my wife, also she was studying, so there was just no income coming in. And so I really had to brainstorm like, how can I become a full time wedding photographer when a few different roadblocks. One was didn't really know how to use my gear. One was I really had no work booked in. And another one was I've never been to a wedding before. Um, so those three things were kind of like roadblocks, but I worked my way through them. And one of the big things was I really needed to, it was going into winter and I needed to build my portfolio really fast and start making some money because I had two mortgages and everything else. So I made a plan. Um, I sold my $20,000 car and I put, I bought two flights to the US for three months and um, I used all my money. We sold all the stuff around our house and Lilu and I just went over there and I put shout outs on Instagram and I contacted blogs and I contacted magazines, contacted wedding photographers, contacted venues, contacted wedding oh planners. And I just told everyone, I'm going to shoot for free if you can just refer me any work. And so I went over there and we shot about eight weddings for free. And that was the start of my career. And I, those weddings got published in Hella May and June Bug. And I picked up some sponsors and I met a whole bunch of people. And when I come back to Australia in my first three months of business, I was an international wedding photographer. Yeah. Come on. published wedding photographer so it really kind of kick-started my whole career and from there i had to learn how to do photography and everything else because obviously i had to catch up to my own name <laughs> oh, if that makes i'm sense. definitely there uh i still i'm just not a gear guy like i take you know i shoot weddings but um i'm working very hard at the moment to understand my gear while we have so much time um totally wow. yeah that's um that's such a story. I didn't even know those those little details. WordPress, um, those those yeah. days. That's amazing, mate. Um, oh Pretty my goodness! Days. And then, hey, t- and then today you are, um, you're still shooting weddings, and I guess you you still love what you do, um, which inspires me. Um, like when I just see what you you do. Um, but I would say, like, with just putting yourself out there and. I guess, you know, you gloss over that you just went to America and shot all these weddings, but did you have a moment where you're like, oh man, this could just all, this could just all go to shit. Like, were you worried that you could fail or did you just know that there was something uh, you just knew? There, there was, I, I think it was like um, 80, I, I put it down to like, I think 80% was a definite, I was definitely going to fail. So it wasn't like, oh, will I succeed? It was like, I'm, de- I'm probably going to fail. But it was like, did I care? Nah, like, yeah. do I care now? Like, no, do I still do things now? I know I'm going to fail. Do I care? No, because I think if I don't try, that to me is like I'm failing before, like before I even do the process to find out if I'm going to su- succeed. I've already failed and that kills me so much more. So even now, like I take so many risks, but I feel like the educated risks where I calculate like, is this a good idea? And I'm like, okay, so there's a 90% chance I'm going to fail this. But I've got ten percent chance I could succeed. Like, surely that's yeah. enough for me to like jump in and do it. Like, isn't it though? Otherwise, otherwise, it's a hundred percent chance I'm going to fail if I don't try. Yeah, I see. So that yeah, as... I, I I feel that man definitely always always wow. feeling that. And I think those just aren't the metrics that a lot of people go by. They don't think oh, I've got ten percent opportunity. I'm going to go for the ten percent. We always see, I think, well, not all of us, but a lot of us just see that 90%. And totally. I guess this actually connects, this connects really well to what I wanted to ask you about um, when it comes to mindsets, because you are someone like that, you're, you're quite like, there's not a lot of people I know that just have the mindset that you have. And it's really encouraged me when it comes to uh, money and opportunity and just seeing the, uh, I guess, seeing the opportunity and going for it and putting everything on the line because what have you got to lose um Mm. when did that when did that like mindset start for you has that always been something you've you've had um how have you created that i guess man it's definitely something i've always had like you know i don't know if you know this but like when i was younger um we went through a lot of hard times. I went in and out of like women's refuges. Um, there was a lot of domestic violence. There was t- a point of time when we were homeless. Wow. Um, my dad used to, you know, deal a lot of drugs, take a lot of drugs, and we would be in halfway houses. And I grew up in housing commission and all that kind of stuff. 
And I think just like getting the education from the streets, it makes you identify where the opportunities are because you feel like a lot of the times it already is 90% darkness around you. So if you can see one light, like if you can see one candle, then that to me is so much hope. It's like, oh my God, look at that. Like you're telling me it's dark. Like look at that one little sparkle of light is all I need to know that I can get something done or I can do something or I can push through. And I think um, I was watching an interview actually not too long ago with um, the the rapper 50 Cent and he was talking about when he grew up on the streets. Um, when he goes into big business meetings now, people ask him if he feels overwhelmed or if he feels like if, you know, things are hard. And he, and he said, like, I have been through so much more. When I go through one of these meetings, everything's in my favor because, you know, this is nothing compared to what I've been through in my life. Wow. So, yeah. you know, when you put it into, like, perspective, like, when I think, like, oh, I might quit my job and I'll, and I'll lose everything and, um, you know, try and become a photographer, like, perspective is, like, I've already been on the streets. I've already been through, you know, all this other stuff. Like, what more... Like, is it going to get worse than that? I don't think so. Like, if I have to live in my car, like, is it going to get worse than that? I don't think so. And so, I think, like, having that tolerance, um, like, growing up like that gives you a different tolerance to risk because for me, like, do I care about being humiliated in front of everybody because I gave it a go and I failed? No, that doesn't even register to me because I'm like, I've been humiliated my whole life and I don't really care about that. I've got so much more to gain, so much more to gain. Like if you're down here, it means there's too many doors to be open. There's there's too many chances for me right now um, in a world that's everything favored towards me. Like I would be doing myself and all the people around me an injustice if I wasn't making those opportunities and like, and jumping on those opportunities, you know? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Jai, thanks for sharing that, like that. That's incredible. I yeah, I didn't know that about your um I guess yeah, when you you were a kid and the things you faced um and that's such a got I got goosebumps to be honest. That was such an enlightening <laughs> perspective. If we can just see uh yeah, the light, if we can just see that one uh, little glimmer, um I think that is so much more important and I think we just a lot of us aren't looking for it because we're just so busy and and wanting to just keep what we have already you know we're not mm. taking risks we're like oh if i can just you know hold it all together if i can just make it to next week um which sounds quite dark but uh, even i think when it comes to finance that's something that i grew up with um definitely having some challenges but um i think a lot of us even just live by week to week in our mentality and and our, and our thoughts so to have big dreams and to be going for them is is amazing and um yeah, I'm so inspired just by by hearing oh, that man. It, it, it's so exciting. Like, how exciting. I mean, you're inside one of my courses and you asked not too long ago, like, should, should I quit my job and um <laughs> and pursue this? And, like, to me, I'm, like, I'm looking at that and I'm like, what kind of question is that? Like, didn't he just answer that himself by asking that question? Yeah. For me, <laughs> like, I would definitely quit my job because I just feel like, you know, we, with entrepreneurship... um. It's like rolling the dice, right? So just say if I said to you, Kurt, like I'll give you, um, you give me a hundred dollars and you can roll the dice. And if you get, uh, if it lands on a six, I'll give you $10,000. Like, would you do it? And a lot of us will go like, we'll roll the dice and it costs a hundred dollars and then we'll give up because we lost a hundred dollars and we feel like failures. Didn't make the $10,000. But what about if you just had more hundreds of dollars and you just keep spinning it, keep spinning it until you hit it. (laughs) And as entrepreneurs, like... Why do we just like dwell on the one failure or the one thing? Like we can we can go out, quit our job, go and do something. If it doesn't work out, if you don't hit that six, go back to that job, reassess, go do something else. Like keep rolling that dice because you're going to hit the six if you keep doing it. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. But nothing's going to happen if you just stay in that same job, man, because nothing can, you already know what's going to happen. Mm. And so you've already answered you the question. Like I feel safe right now. I'm getting, you know, 30 bucks an hour like whatever it is 100%. but it's like you answered yourself that question like there's not there's no growth there you won't yeah. get the ten thousand dollars <laughs> even um the even just like listening to that the limiting belief that came to me uh was uh well it's you know it's funding it's funding this time that I, so i can work on my like side hustle but even 
it's this isn't my side hustle anymore like being a photographer being a podcaster um having dreams one day to you know educate people like yourself and and write a book and you know speak like those are all things on on my heart and, and things i really want to do um but i am i am still i got i i've got that fear you know that fear of being like well right now i'm getting job keeper i'm in a sweet spot we're not getting many like bookings you know all those excuses but i think um i know deep down like i have to go for it <laughs> I, I do i know that oh man it all just comes down to you making the decision that's it like if you decide you're going to be successful you're going to be rich you're going to have opportunities it's going to be abundance for you you're going to be full-time photographer you're going to be full-time podcaster like that's when it happens like when i become a full-time wedding photographer i never been to a wedding didn't know how to use my camera had no money quit my job to be a full-time wedding photographer and the reason why i did that it's because I decided then and there that I was a full-time wedding photographer. And that's why within, you know, one to two years, like I was, you know, I was winning awards of like one of the best wedding photographers in the world because I decided that to happen. Whether or not I made the money or I had to give up my lease and live in my car, it didn't matter where the money was coming from. It didn't, there was no excuses once I decided for myself what I wanted. So you just got to make that decision, man. Got to do it. Just got just to gotta pull the trigger. <laughs> um, man, well, I guess for, for the listeners, um, what mindsets do you often uh, face? Like when you look at people, I guess, you know, that there's a mindset for me that I may fail, which I think a lot of us have the fear of. But what are the, um, the mindsets and the things that you're constantly thinking about? Um, that have helped you get success and i know one of them is is what you just said like you just got to believe that you are um a full-time wedding photographer or you got to just own it and go for it um but i guess when it comes to even some practical stuff like finance and um and you know putting putting uh things into practice what do you so you're talking about me looking inwards of my own yeah, mindset yeah. and, and yeah. the things that i do because i i know that you're you the things you do just are i think they're different and i think that's something that we can really uh, learn from and apply yeah man i think um one of the big things there's there's so many things here like mindset is mm. the number one thing like it there's no there's no difference between yourself and myself and someone else but our mindsets our beliefs um that's pretty much it and our opinions so it's like those three things um for myself it's all about mindfulness. So it's understanding how I feel, understanding like how I make people feel, understanding all those type of things and allowing them to happen. So for instance, if I'm scared that I'm going to lose a lot of money or something um, and I don't want to take a chance to quit my job or something, I would sit with that and I would feel how that makes me feel. And then I'd feel how does it make me feel by not taking a chance or how how do I feel if I did take a chance and I succeeded? And I and then I allow myself to live that for a second. What what if I actually did succeed? What if I was a full time wedding photographer? How would my life look like? How would my life look like if I was flown around the world and I was talking on stages? Like how would that feel? And so I make sure I put myself into those situations so I can actually live the life that I want before it happens. Does that make sense? So that's on one side of the thing. So that's how I like attract success to myself. And then on the other side, I make sure I deal with everything. So if I'm scared or if I'm you know unhappy or I'm angry or something, I make sure that I don't dismiss those feelings and I just sit with myself and I feel them out. And then once I'm ready with those feelings, I think like, is this best serving me right now? Is this getting me, is this making people around me feel good? Is this getting me to where I want to go to, where that dream is? And then I can subjectively look at my feelings and go like, it really isn't and you're just being silly right now. And then, I'll, and then I can like work my way through it. But, you know, of course I don't dismiss those feelings um, and we all have down times when things are really hard, especially as creative entrepreneurs. There's so many roadblocks, man. Like, and you have to be strong for it because I can tell you right now, like, in my career, I've had to be strong so many times, daily almost, for all the things that I've done. And yeah, I think it's just really important to to really understand yourself, understand the way that you work um, and be really mindful. So another one is definitely being mindful of how you make people feel all the time. Um, 
you know, I, I know you've probably noticed that inside the business map, like I'm probably the only educator that gets inside their own Facebook groups and c- communicates with everyone, yeah. remembers everybody's names, comments back on everybody's Instagram captions. Like, DM, like if anyone DMs me, I like write back to them. Anyone wants to be on my podcast? Like, yes, like let's do it. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, there's there's not many people that do that, you know. And I think for myself, it's it's just coming back down to mindfulness. Like, how do I make people feel around me, and how do I want to be treated? And then the way that I want to be treated, I've got to make sure I do that to the people around me. And I know, like, you know, being an educator, I've been in tons of courses, you know, especially lately. And you know, I was in one not too long ago and, I, and I've told people this a few times, like it cost $10,000 and it was a big deal and I got in there and I didn't talk to the person once. They didn't even get into the Facebook group, never heard of them and and that was it. And I just felt like, and it was only for three months and I felt like at the end of it, I was like, I feel like they could have put in a tiny bit more effort. Yeah. And it's interesting because then I make sure I put an extra effort into my stuff, you know, making sure that I'm the support that people need or I'm, that I'm just listening, basically. And that's how I want people to feel around me. I want them to feel like they can talk to me and they're going to be heard and seen. So, yeah, I think those things really help with your mindset um, and attracting opportunities to yourself. Because if you make people feel that way, then people will be attracted to you and more doors will open and more opportunities will come your way and more people want to collab with you and work with you and book your services and pay you money and all that kind of stuff. So it really does have like a huge knock-on effect, like bringing that value to the people in the world. Um, And one more thing, I just want to say, um, becoming a giver. So my dad taught me this when I was young. Like, you know, my dad was always on welfare and um, we had no money and times were tight. Like we would... We would literally have charity coming around, like furnishing our houses and, you know, Christmas time would be down at St. Finney's and we would get meals from them. Um, and my dad, he would give away all of our money or all of our gifts to other people that needed it more than us. Or, you know, he'd always just be giving. And one day I said to dad, like, hey, dad, I, I saved $50, but I really want $100. And I remember him saying to me, like, if you want $100, you need to learn how to give away the $50. And I just didn't understand that concept. And I thought dad was crazy until I was older. And I realized like, if you want something, learn how to give up what you have. Because people that hoard things and try and get things for themselves, they don't get anything. But the people that give, it all comes back around, you know, in tenfold as well. So if I want $1,000, man, all I need to do is need to learn how to give away that $1,000 or give away that value or give whatever it is. Instead of trying to save, like most people try and teach you, you know, keep it for yourself, hoard all that, hoard the money, hoard the things, don't share the secrets, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that, that's so true. And I think that's, generosity is so important. Um, And I've definitely experienced that in my life. The more we give, um, I I truly do believe the more that we receive, not just in, I think, monetary terms, but Jai, you give so much of yourself to people. um, And I know that that always comes back like tenfold. Um, Yeah, I'm just, (laughs) I'm loving loving this conversation. I hope whoever's listening is because, wow, there's, I'm just, I need a pause almost just to take all that in. (laughs) Probably listen to this back myself. (laughs) Um, But, I think, um, you know, with giving and and when you face, you're facing roadblocks. I know this year the biggest roadblock all of us are facing has been COVID. Um, and at a time where you could have just given up, and I was listening to this in your podcast tonight with Shade, um, you've, you've just stepped on the, you know, the throttle. You've just been like, nope there's opportunity here. People want to learn, people want to grow. And you've started the six figure business course. Um, you've started, you know, just encouraging more people, creating more groups. And I think even Lilo has like, that's your wife that's spreading to her as well. So totally. Um, how did you, yeah. How did you just decide that's what I'm going to do? Cause I can tell just by your mindset, that's probably why you did this. But when people were closing up shop, you were like, nah, I'm going to help people empower them it's interesting because i think like as an educator i'm always trying to help people and for the and for years now like my first workshop was in 2015 and the thing was like in the last few years things have been good man so 
things have been so good in like say 2018 and 2019 it didn't matter if you knew photography as long as you just made a website bought someone's preset and you could start a business and it's like happy days and what's happened was i was teaching you know business and all this kind of stuff but not many people want to listen because times are good anyway Mm. and i think like what happens when the times go bad it it takes off the mask of the vulnerabilities of the businesses that can't be sustainable so so many people go into free for and there's so much chaos right like people just even i was just in a facebook group just before this and someone was trying to argue with me saying that like no one is booking work right and i'm not going to argue with him if he believes that and then that's great but at the same time I've made more money from my photography business this year than I've ever done. And you've seen my figures. I think I've even posted those figures. Yeah, I did see them and I couldn't believe it. Exactly. I was annoyed. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, exactly. But but the thing is, like, people won't believe it until they see it. But the thing is, it's the COVID thing, like, that doesn't change my business. People are still booking for me right now for 2021, 2022. Um, Like, I put up my deposit, so I'm making more money now. Like, there's so many things that you can do. There's so many opportunities. But what I do have now is... You know, the first thing the light clicked was like, okay, people need my services more than ever. I have more time than I've ever had. There's um, things have totally changed. So that means like there's more opportunities than I've ever seen before. And it's all right now. And opportunities come in recessions and they come when something changes because money exchanges so quickly. Like, for instance, like when something happens like this, I don't know if you've noticed, but more there's more billionaires making more money now and there's more pe- poor people losing even more money. Yeah. It's not it's not because of anything else but because of the mindset of a billionaire, right? A billionaire sees something happen and goes, "Oh my god, look what just happened. There's so much opportunity right there like all I have to do is this and I'll make tons of money." Where someone is losing money, they all they're looking for is they're just looking for someone to tell them that yes, it it is all over. Like, you can't do anything right now. I knew it, you know? So, they're trying to find, like, that... Um, what's the word? It's kind of like a re-loop of just yeah. validation. They're trying to find validation instead yeah. of trying to solve the problem or find that opportunity. Now, I'm not saying it's, like, fair that billionaires are making all the money and, and the lower class are, like, losing all their money, but it does come down to right now... Here's a w- real-world example. If you wanted to start a wedding photography business... Right now is a such a better time to do it than it was last year or the year before or the year before because there's so many more people going out of business right now. There's going to be so much more work coming up. Um, you know, there's so many reasons for it. You can build a, a bigger audience. There's more people online. You've got less capital. I mean, you've got less overheads. There's so many different reasons. So when I look at it right now, I'm like, oh my God, if you're going to start a wedding photography business, it shouldn't have been 2019. It should be 2020. And man, these opportunities right now, like I I get headaches every day because I'm just seeing too many of them and I can't grasp yeah. it. You know, I just don't have enough time. Yeah, of course. Because it's insane, dude. Like, it's absolutely insane. Like, Yeah. You're also starting a clothing label. of Yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> There's so, so many things going on, man. Like, yeah. it's, uh, it's insane. Yeah. No, I can I can definitely see that. Um, but but the thing is, it's hard to tell people that in the mainstream, right? Because as mm. soon as I say that out to someone, unless it's someone like yourself, Kurt... Um, goes like, yes, I'm going to listen to what Jai says. I'm going to join the six-figure business map and maybe we can get something off the ground. But 99% of people are going to say it's impossible. It ha- it works for him because he's got an Instagram following. It works for him because he's on a podcast. It works for him because, mm. you know, whatever whatever reason they want to bring up for themselves. But instead of making up excuses, like, we need that- we need to open up the discussion. Oh, and yeah, completely. I... um. I was actually reading something yesterday in uh, I think it's called This Is Marketing by Seth Godin and he's just a genius when it comes to marketing but he said you know we we look at everyone with the massive following and we look at the people that are paying all the money for advertising and we look at all the limiting you know all the limiting factors but really in these days we only need like an audience of 100 and how mm. I've um, how I've focused on wedding photography this year and it's also something I think you've you've mentioned I just thought if I book 30 people a year at the price that I have right now, I'd be a six-figure wedding photographer, you know, like some, easy. you know. How and easy I'm is like, that? All I need to focus on is maybe one or two bookings a month. And that for me 
gives me the space to start this podcast gives him the space to mm. help other people um and that's that's been the game changer for me and i've still been able to work you know i work three days as a barista in bondi and that sometimes got to my ego and i got you know it was getting to me but then i've actually realized that because i talk about the podcast i talk about what i'm doing all the time they all have listened to my podcast they're all like encouraging me and supporting me so i've even built a base with them as well so totally they're like my family now so thinking about leaving that job is sad but someone said to me last week they're like well you're obviously making money in photography and you're obviously doing really well with your podcast doesn't mean you can't bring your laptop here and sit at the front of the cafe with us and have a coffee you know you're just not making coffee anymore and i was like mm. you know just that in itself i was like these people still want to see me i'm not going to lose anything it's always we always focus on what we're going to lose we don't focus on the people that we're serving you know um, oh man, it's so true. And like one of the things, the reason why people like, one of the biggest reasons why people never hit a million dollars or 500,000 in their business is because they're scared of losing themselves now and they're scared of the transformation because like we can all do it, but then we think we sabotage it for ourselves because we think like, oh, with more money, there's more problems, there's more work, there's less time. Like we have all these things, but none of it's true. We give ourselves those excuses before we get there so we never get there. And that is like 99% of all of us. Yeah. yeah. It's a hard thing to do to like lose what we know and ch- and change our lives, you know? Really hard, dude. Yeah, totally. And we're all talking about this stuff and people are going to listen, but they may be like, well, what can I do practically? You know, how can I take these ideas and I guess, you know, put them into action? Um I don't know. Do you have any? Do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> Unlike changing your life, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've got lots of thoughts on changing your life. Like, <laughs> I, I think the first thing, like, you would want to do, like, if you're a creative entrepreneur and you do want to see yourself evolve, you want to see yourself um, step into that new life. Like, you really need to imagine it for yourself first. And every single time you come up with a reason why it won't work or it can't work or it shouldn't work you got to recognize that as a limiting belief and then you've got to work through that limiting belief. Even if you ask someone else, like I used to do this with my workshops. Um, I'd ask someone, you know, like, what would you do if you had a six-figure business or if you're successful or whatever? And they'd tell me, I'm like, well, why aren't you there yet? And then they would tell me why. And then them just verbalizing the reason why they're not successful would sound so silly even to them. And then they realized that it was just such a silly excuse that they gave themselves and they can move past it. So we all need to move past those things. Like I need to do the same, you know, like why is my business only making half a million dollars a year, not $1.5 million? Because I have a limiting belief. And so I need to work on those things and we all need to work on those things to get ourselves to that next level. And once we get there, we can continue on and continue on. So yeah, that's like a practical thing. Yeah, and that, oh, that's so helpful. I, I have to write down, pretty much every day I have to write down like, things I'm grateful for, but also things that are my limiting beliefs and the things that are worrying me. And I found that that's helped so much. If I just write down oh, totally. all, those, all those excuses, even today, like interviewing you, I always get nervous before I interview people. Um, and I just, I actually wrote down this. It's like, Jai Long is for me. Jai Long is a supporter of me and he wouldn't be if he, you know, like, like I'm part of your business course and like you always respond. I just... I brought the facts to light. I'm like, these are the facts. Mm. Jai is Jai is someone that is ch- like encouraging me. So, like, this is all just fear. Uh, that's that's a, that's a great way of doing it too. Like, mm. if you literally write down like the people that love you, the people that support you, the people like you literally look at those things and you're like, man, like I've got everything. Yeah. Like, why am I stopping myself? You know, there's 100%. no reason. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, but yeah, we we do go- need to. Yeah. We do need to actually write those things down. Like, um, actually, on my podcast, we were just talking about this, and I was talking to um, Sade, and like she was saying, like, actually writing down those affirmations and putting them on your window, like, it sounds like a stupid thing to do, or it does sound like, oh yeah, what's that going to do? But it actually changes everything. It changes the way that you feel. If you wake up and you see something, and you're telling yourself something, or you're talking in the mirror and you're telling yourself something, um, it creates the confidence that you need, you know, for so many things. And like, I know I definitely do it. Like 
if I'm in, in a bit of a rut or something, I'll literally start talking to myself. You know, I'll go for walks and I'm like, no, Jai, you know, like, that is a limiting belief and you need to stop that right now. Like, you deserve this. Like, you worked for this. Why are you trying to, like, sabotage yourself? Like, why, why, why? And I'll work my way through it. And I think it's really important to actually write those things down. Yeah, 100%. Um, are there, is that, like, do you find yourself doing that most days? Like, what does a day look like for, for Jai Long? Yeah, so I wake up whatever time because there's no alarm. Um, <laughs> and then I go um, and have a long shower because that's just the way I like to start my day. And then I cruise down to the coffee shop um, with my dog. And then I usually go for about an hour and a half walk. And I usually digest an audio book or listen to a podcast for half of it. And then the other half just sort of walking around. And then I'll come back and I'll have some breakfast and then I will start getting into some work. So that's usually like my start of the routine kind of thing. And I find like the less work that I do, the less um, distractions I have, like the more money I make and the more impact that I have. So for me, it's like really important. Like I know some people have an alarm and they wake up and they catch a bus, go to work and they work eight hours a day. And I think like I'm make so much more money if I work three hours a day because it allows me to have, you know, six hours or five hours of just thinking time because it's all about making that big impact, man. It's not about sitting yeah. on a seat and like checking Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I've even found that for myself. I, I used to, um, listening to Sade, you guys having that conversation yesterday. Um, I noticed that we don't need to work us, you know, we don't need to work ourselves to the bone. Sometimes it is just a few hours and, and that big impact. And I find that when I just create a bit of space to hit off the biggest things of the day, then I'm, I'm sweet. And it gives me the space mm. to just enjoy, like say, I love sunrises. I love running down to Bronte beach here in Sydney and taking photos. And that's the life that I, that's why I'm working so hard as an entrepreneur is because I want to have that freedom. I want to sleep in, I want to be able to just let not have an alarm like that's the dream i want to be able to look totally. at a menu and not look at the price but just eat what i want to eat like i know this sounds so silly but oh dude the... i had that yeah. i had the same ambitions man the same yeah. thing like i wanted to be able to just get uber eats every night and not even think about it like <laughs> yeah like and it's one of those things like some people go like oh i can't believe you get uber eats or you're eating over yeah, there it's too expensive 100%. or let's not get it wine and i'm like man I haven't even thought about how much the cost of petrol is or how much anything is, my rent is, for years because it's not mm. even a thing anymore. It's not because I'm making squillions of dollars. It's because I'm so rich with opportunities. And that means, like, you know, money replenishes itself. It does. As long yeah. as you've got the mindset and, you, and you're look, looking after yourself and you've got the physical health, mental health, like, money just, it just keeps coming back. Like, so many of us are scared to spend money, but a lot of us spend money on the wrong thing. We spend money on something that costs us money when really, like, we need to spend money on something that makes us money. Just like you've been inside, like, the business map or something like that. Um, you know, I, my bigger ticket items is, like, I'll sign up to a course or a mastermind and it makes me money or I'll buy a house or I'll buy, you know, a Bitcoin or something like that and things that yeah. make me money. But then everything else, like, you know, I don't buy new cars and TVs and random stuff because it's just not like i can't afford to buy those things to be honest mm. and it just depends what your money dial is as well that's something someone much once mentioned to me like for me my money dial is like what i love to spend money on and i create a bit more space in my budget for it and that's food um and like mm. cafes because i love catching up with people i love having conversations and i don't feel bad if i spend 25 dollars on a meal a few times a week um totally because that's what I love to do. And why I invested in your course is because I knew that being in, being on an online space when I wanted to give up and when I wanted to just give in to all the fear that was surrounding me, I was like, I'm, if I'm gonna take these steps, like I need a community. And I'm so glad that I did because it's just being the best having such support and, and being able to focus on something and have a sense of purpose. Um, and oh think, yeah, man. Yeah. And, and I think you you said that completely wrong. You said you just like signed up and paid for my course, invested in my course, <laughs> but you invested in yourself. Yeah. Like that's actually what it is. Yeah. It's so interesting, man, because like I do it all the time. Like, you know, you know, I signed up to a course, but the way I look at it, I'm like, I, I didn't pay for that course or pay for them. I just paid 
um, like that $10,000 course, I paid $10,000 to keep myself accountable to take action on what that person's teaching me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I literally, that, that's the way I, I do it. And then I'm like, do I have the skills to 10 times that money? So with the information this person's given me, can I make $100,000? And I already know I'm going to do it because I paid $10,000 to keep myself accountable. And then that's how I work something out. So for yourself, if you pay $2,000 for like a course, like can you book one job from that and then does that pay for itself and then it's a free course but you're definitely going to book one job because you paid to keep yourself accountable like you're going to do the work you know what i mean yeah and like i actually last week i got super lucky i think i said it in the group um and if they're listening to this thank you for this job (laughs) but um, (laughs) i'm like oh um i just had i was podcasting i was in my friend's podcast studio and um he said, "Hey, like our videographer pulled out for next week. Could you help? Could you help me with this job?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm happy to help." So, you know, that one job pretty much paid for this the course, which I'd already paid for. But just thinking mentally, like that. Oh, is I did the same. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just such a. That's just what I do. I'm like, oh, awesome. I'm, there it is. Yeah, everything's yeah. now just as a positive. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been looking into even getting. Um, I guess like you can get JobKeeper on your ABN, which I didn't realize. So. I could, I should be able to start working just fully for me soon, which would be great. Um, That'd be awesome, man. Yeah. Um, but just to, I guess, wrap up, I have five flash questions I ask everyone on the on the Up and Becoming podcast. So, All right, I'm nervous. <laughs> don't be nervous. It's easy. Um, Put me on the spot. Let's go. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the first question. Uh, no. What's your f- <laughs> <laughs> Did I get what's it right? Yeah. <laughs> what's your what's your favorite film or series? Oh my god. <laughs> oh man, like since Netflix came out, there is so <laughs> many good series and I love them for so many different reasons. Like I think like people have stepped up the game on um just color grading even and like cinematography. So like because I'm a photographer, like there's I don't know, there's so many series where I'm just like blown away i love series that are true stories so i was a big sucker for narcos when that came out yeah i couldn't stop talking about it to everyone because i couldn't believe i was like if this wasn't a true story i wouldn't be able to watch it because it's just too unbelievable yeah and then like as the series evolved like um even the cinematography got better and better and and the storytelling was really good so yeah things like that i'd say i'd say narcos narcos (laughs) um what's one book it can be audio <laughs> that's left a mark on you and why think and grow rich i just finished that one not too long ago after everyone's been telling me to read it forever um it's really outdated so unless you're like a avid entrepreneur i wouldn't read it um but if you're into mindset and stuff like that like it's it's pretty good um it's left a mark because it you know when you read something and you're like oh i already knew that but then it you know, they tell you the secret and the secret's what you're already doing anyway. So yeah. I think for me, that was really cool. Yeah, because funny, I'm actually reading that right now. So that's funny. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, yeah, and it's true. If you think, yeah, what what we've been talking about, if you if you can think it and you can dream it, um, it can become like it can become a reality. Um, totally. Uh, what is, uh, what's one piece of advice you would tell your younger self? How young are we talking? Oh, you can choose the age. <laughs> um, someone asked this the other day. They said, um, asked, oh, tell yourself three questions if you met your, oh, sorry, uh, three words if you met your 18-year-old self. And I just said, like, buy Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> because if I met my 18-year-old self, like, that would be the, that would definitely be the thing. I'd be a billionaire, wouldn't I? Yeah. Um, I, I need to get into Bitcoin. I don't know much too much about it. um yeah like in terms of advice i think i I guess i'd probably tell myself that i'm doing the right thing i'm already on the right track because when i was younger like man i had my first business when i was 20 i was bankrupt by the time i was 21 and then i had my second business by the time i was 23 like i've been doing this my whole life so it's not like it's a new thing like i was never like the person where you you know you can do it like believe in yourself like i was doing it before anything you know i finished school when i was 15 and i was like straight into an apprenticeship and I've never had any of those like self-doubts or any regrets of uh, I wish I went back and did something. Um, 
and everything that I did when I was like 15, I'm still doing now. Like, you know, just keep showing up, adding value, keep pushing forward, consistency, like consistently show up for people. And yeah, I think, I think, man, I'll just say like, you're on the right track. Just keep doing what you're doing. Bro, thank you. <laughs> Such a, um, what does becoming mean to you? Um, I would say that f- that one word for myself would be me stepping into my future self, and my future self is 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 like me tomorrow or me in a month's time or two months time or two years time. Um, I just see my future self as always like I'm just always a little bit better than I was yesterday. So today I feel like, you know, I've made more impact and I've done, you know, I've I've reached more lives and I've done so much more than I did yesterday. So every day I'm making sure that I'm always doing that. And I think, yeah, growing into the man that I want to be would be becoming for me. Awesome. Good, good answer, bro. (laughs) Thanks, bro. Um, And then the, the last question, what are you dreaming about right now? Uh, my Bangalore house. Hey. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <bad. laughs> yeah, yeah. Just keen as to um to get that thing off the ground and start building it. But um, I think other than that, I actually dream of um getting the business map really successful. And I think every single day I'm I'm thinking about how I can do that, how I can open up opportunities for myself, how I can reach more people, impact more people, how I can optimize that um course so i can do a better job for you guys like that's probably like every day that's like my dream at the moment of just like how could i do it better like literally today i was thinking about how could i restructure it better so people could understand it better digest it quicker get more uh wins quicker like get more value from what i'm putting out there um yeah so that for me like if i can in a year's time or two years time like make that you know bigger better than what it is now like yeah that's what i dream wow yeah if I, if I could just encourage you, man, like you're, you're doing an incredible job. You truly are. Hey, you're serving so many people. You're always thinking about others. Um, and that is, that's making such a big difference. So, Hey, thanks so much for the conversation. And, um, if you do want to leave anything with us, like if you've got any thoughts you want to leave for the listeners, um, please do, but yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah, man. Um, I just want to say a big thank you to all the listeners, all the people becoming into their new selves i would say um don't be so scared of becoming into that new self like i think you should need to sit down visualize what that looks like what does that new self look like what does that success look like and live it breathe it taste it feel it like actually be that person and then work out how to become that person whoa how good was today's episode with Jai Long? I I have so much to think about and I would encourage you to sit down and reflect on what he shared because if we really do take on what he talked about, being generous, lifting others up, I think we could honestly change so much for the better and yeah just excited for you guys to to learn from today and um if you learn anything please leave a review on apple and subscribe Um, and i'll see you next week for the next episode of up and becoming